What's going on, guys? Welcome to Shop Talk. My name is Jeff. Joined here with... My name is Jeff. Lucas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Anthony. So what's going on this week? I was going to say, I didn't know we were starting. I don't even know what we're talking about. Well, we started. The topic for this one is how to <laughs> diffuse... Pissed off customers. But actually, first, hold on. We're what? What are we today? We're the tenth, February tenth. One thing I wanted to say to like installers was, like, this week was a complete shit show because we had. Is the dog puking? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, Ooh. perfect. Ooh, that Ooh, looks, that's that looks the next good, half, man. Next half an hour. That is the product. Oh my god. Of a high quality <laughs> meal. Like that is, you could tell he ate good from the colors of that one. Holy I don't want to look over at it. It's like a car crash. You, clean it up. you have to look at it. You have to look at it. Get Daniel. See it up. Yeah, where is he? Let me try to wave him down. Jesus. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. All Man, right, I can well. smell it. Oh my. Here he comes. Let's, let's see if he can. <laughs> I wish oh you could God. see his reaction. <laughs> oh my goodness! Come stinks. on down. <laughs> Come oh on, man. Fuck. Listen, I let you work on your car here after hours. You're gonna do me a huge favor right now. Here, come. Yeah, yeah. Come it's gonna here. warm up for like ten minutes. Is that your car? You just... No, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, that sounds nice. Can you just, bro? That's fucking murk. Is it live right now? Yeah, we're yeah live. and it's it smells. So it's very distracting. How do you even go about that? <laughs> Is that puke? Yeah, bro. Oh my I God. thought it was something it's else. It's fresh. It's it like just, it was oh, just born. It. I'm going to get the shovel. All right, okay. bet. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Like Everyone give a round of applause for Dan. Thanks, Dan. Guy's a beast. Just cleans up the dog puke. Well, anyways, <laughs> let's get back on track here. No, but you know what? He complains a lot. Actually, he's not bad. I shouldn't say that. He's not as good as Marv, though. One of my other employees in the summertime. This guy, you could give him, like, the worst jobs 30 times in a row. It's like chili. And he's like, no problem. It looks looks like a burger before you mash it up. So it's just ground beef, (laughs) kidney. Man, you could put that on the barbecue right now, and it'll be perfect. <laughs> Let's get the queue going. Have some after night, after hours burgers. This guy's gonna dirty a fucking. You're gonna use. You're gonna use the fresh, mop, mop and this is pure comedy oh. right now. <laughs> oh my! God. You can't use that. Come on. You're gonna Anyone dirty who's just joining us, uh, uh, rinse it Charlie puked hold on, hold on the floor. I gotta show Rinse it off oh after. My. Okay. Yeah. Oh my! He, he's trying to clean up puke. Oh yeah! Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. All right. <laughs> that actually scooped up surprisingly well. Like that, was, that scooped up a yeah, lot yeah. better than I thought it would. There's only so, a little bit of residue. And the dog's oh, licking uh, it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I mean, it's okay. like second lunch. You know, okay, let's start over. Okay. <laughs> 
we do here go. Hey back, guys, back, welcome back. to Shop Talk. This has been uh, kind of a disaster, but it's perfect at the same time. I was just talking about like, I was about to say like this week, how it's been kind of a disaster, not a disaster, but in the sense of like, February for us is, you know, slow month for most shops. Um, it's kind of like the last month before eh, March is still a little bit slow and it starts to pick up at the end of March, but like. Monday, we were dead. I had the guys pushing brooms. And then by Monday night, all of a sudden, we just got slammed with a bunch of like random jobs. And it's like, don't worry. If you have these, like the proper things in play, uh, like other businesses feeding your business or whatever, like the these slow season is going to come to an end, but is what I'm trying to get to. And like, anyways. Well, what was the topic for today? How to diffuse <laughs> pissed, off pissed off customers. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know where I was trying to go with that. But yeah, it's just, as a no, business it's owner, it's like, oh my God, I have all these expenses and the shop is fucking empty and you're panicking. And it's, it's the same thing sometimes in the summertime where it's like Sunday night, you have nothing booked for the entire week. Then come Monday morning, everything fills up. Mm. Right. So it's, I don't know what I I'm think trying to say. Is I like, think it's about like focusing on what you can control versus what you cannot yeah. Like for a perfect segue into our topic, you can you cannot control how a customer reacts or responds to something that you do or say to them, but you can control how you react to that. So, I mean, I don't have much experience with this, but I know you guys both do. I kind of sit in the corner when, when this kind of stuff happens and I'm like, let me watch and learn this one. I, I hope I never have to... Uh, utilize these tactics I mean not tactics but like skills because I don't like dealing with that kind of stuff but as someone in Anthony's position or your position you have to at some point or up another whether it's like to the highest extreme Thanks, thank you Dan appreciate it guy cleans up dog puke while we're live he everyone needs a guy like him you know just a cold killer. Something is a little too much, though. It's fine. You need someone like that, too. <laughs> okay, sorry. Going back to what you're saying. But, yeah, like, you guys have a lot... Uh, basically, I was just trying to say, like, you guys have a lot more experience with that kind of stuff. And yeah. I kind of want to hear about and it's gonna some happen to experiences like, you've had in the past. About, like, from one extreme to the next, you know? One that never got resolved versus one that was easily resolved from whatever that you did to diffuse that situation yeah you're gonna have a mix of customers and i think you're like doesn't matter what business is you're in you're always gonna have to deal with a pissed off customer eventually like something that wasn't communicated right and their expectation wasn't met uh, but you didn't realize that's something they wanted or whatever what it, it may be right and then you also have customers that are just i don't say unreasonable like how do I say this without naming his name? But he did. Nismo GTR. You know what I'm talking about, Anthony? Big truck. The Raptor? No, no, no. Uh, from the old shop. Uh, anyways, this this guy is kind of like, I don't want to say new money, but insurance paid him out shitload of money from an accident. And... It just seems like because he's spending the money, his expectations are like through the roof of what he's expecting. P 
PPF to do. Like, oh my God, there's a seam here. I don't want to be seen. It's like, dude, like we're not, you're not, we're not spraying this on the car. So you're going to have, especially for example, if you guys know what a front bumper on a Nismo GTR looks like, you're going to have seams. Like it's just, it's impossible to do that in one piece with zero seams. It's not going to happen. What was the analogy that you told me once about uh, when you're doing plumbing and you don't want to, an elbow or something? That's like saying you want you want me to do your plumbing without a trap or something. I said that? Yeah, something like that. I don't, I don't remember, but I was like, that's perfect. I don't remember. Yeah, well, maybe you didn't say it, but I swear you did. Anyway, sorry I mean, to I cut you off. I use analogies all the time, but, I, but I, don't, I don't remember a plumbing one. Maybe it wasn't but, plumbing. I don't, I don't know. But anyways, like, what I'm trying to get to is, like, that guy there, he walked in straight face, like, right away, like, looking for issues. Like, doesn't even say hi. He just walks in the shop and right away going, like, inspecting, like, with a magnifying glass. It's like, man, like I was trying to say earlier, like, we're not spraying this stuff on. So you're going to have seen, like, anyways. So it's just a matter of setting the rec- right expectations at the beginning. Where with him, we said, yeah, we'll wrap the front end. But he didn't realize he was going to have seams and things like that that he wasn't happy about, right? So there's how to diffuse those before they even happen. So setting the right expectations when you're selling to the customer, I think, is a huge one. So they understand fully exactly what they're getting. Um, We're not selling a customer that a ceramic coating is an invisible force field and you're never going to have to wash your car. No, that's not true. Why so, did why uh, why is snow landing on my car, man? Yeah, okay, so perfect example. <laughs> One of our installers got sued because a customer complained that snow is landing on the car. And it's like, well, it's not this umbrella that comes out of the sunroof and covers the car after you have it coated. That's not the way it works. But somewhere he was told that his car is literally going to be driving down the road and everything's just going to be bouncing right off of it. Like, Sure. Yeah, exactly. So setting the right expectations is one. Let's say expectations are not set or they are. Whatever the case is, you have someone who's really picky or maybe you just fuck up. You know, that happens too. Yeah, that happens so all the time. how do you go about diffusing that? Especially if someone's like raging. You know, there's some guys will come in and like, ah, you know, they'll, they'll like kind of beat around the bush a little bit or like, ah, you know, I'm not that happy. It's okay, you know. You just send them on their way? Like, you just tell, like, you just, they don't bring it up, so you just send them on their way? Or do you kind of try and, like, pry at that, I don't, it's all right kind of vibe that they're giving off? Like, is it your problem if they don't tell you about it directly? Like, saying, hey, I'm not happy with this? Um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you don't want a customer to leave and not tell you that they're not happy and then go elsewhere and tell them how bad of a job you did without you even having a chance to, fix it or resolve like whatever the problem is right so like that's why i'm a strong believer in like following up no matter what perfect example a couple weeks ago we had a customer an older guy drop off uh, a brand new mercedes c-class c43 whatever it was and when they drop off their cars we do a walk around with a sheet and i take down the mileage and i tell them i specifically ask them to read out the mileage to me so they know that i'm writing down the mileage just so they know that i'm not driving their car around well, this guy, he couldn't figure it out on the settings of the actual car. He's like, oh, wait, but I could do it on the app. And he opened up his app. And I remember I looked at the app as well. So I, he read off what was on the app. And I wrote down, I saw what was written down. But we didn't know that that app doesn't update right away. So in the 10 minutes that it took 
for him to park, come inside. I go outside, take down the mileage, whatever. Uh, it was days. It was like two days later it updated. Mm. Yeah, well, Joey said his, because he got the same car. He said it takes about half. Maybe the customer noticed two days later. But regardless, when he dropped it off, it was a brand new car. Mm. His little app said it had 250 kilometers. Then two days later, I guess he checked it, and now it had 400 and something. And he called, like, I don't, like you spoke to him, but you made it sound like he was pretty pissed off that... Or are you guys driving our car, like the car yeah, around? Well, it's like his first thought was, well, what's going on? My car, why is there mileage? There's more mileage. Where's my car? Like, I mean, uh, I would react the same way. I mean, if I looked at the app and it said 250 kilometers and I look at it later when I left it somewhere and it now says 400, I would probably react the same way. Sure. So how did you defuse it? Well, I told him, I'm like, uh, I'm like, I know from an S-Class that we did, that the app's not accurate. Like, it doesn't update right away. How did you guys take down the mileage? Because I wasn't here when they took down the mileage. So I asked them, did you take the mileage down from in the car? Because we take down the mileage. Like That's the whole point. Like, that's the whole point of us taking down the mileage. Like, why would we take down the mileage and then and drive then your car? Like, is that to, like, yeah. spit on you? Like, yeah. I don't understand. You know what I mean? But anyway, I asked them, like, well, how did you guys take down the mileage on the app? I'm like, okay, well, I know the app's not accurate. Um, I'm like... I know for a fact the car hasn't gone anywhere because, like, why? Like, we're not driving your car anywhere, but I'll show you the cameras. Like, we have cameras inside and outside the shop. We'll show you all the footage of the car, of where it's been. And uh, I don't know. That did, I, I guess that didn't really diffuse it because he still thought we drove it. But um, then he, who did he say he was going to get a report from Mercedes or something? Yeah. Anyway, he tried to do that, and then we followed up saying, hey, I reminded him about his free wash or whatever to to follow up uh, we always wash the car after the first two weeks check on the car kind of thing um and then i asked him about the mercedes and you the report can we confirm that we didn't drive the car and then he just said mercedes sent him like a, a total mileage to confirm the mileage was the same but not actually like a breakdown of when the mileage occurred on what day so he kind of just said i'm just going to forget about it and leave it like that happy with the work that you did and i'm just going to forget about it so i don't know if that really diffused it but I mean, it goes to show that at least we're following up to, like, tell the guy, like, listen, we're here with you. Like, let, like, you want to sit down and watch the cameras for three days of your car being in our shop? Like, Yeah. I mean, you could run a time lapse. I mean, it's not moving. Like, if anything, you move it from the lift to here or whatever yeah. in the wash bay. But at what point do you give up on something like that? Like, when when you've, you know, I would say in that, in that case, all your resources... Like how the customer's like, okay, I'm just gonna trust that you guys didn't drive it or whatever. I'm just gonna forget about it. But was like, that was that really what it's not they the, were it's saying? Not, it's not the answer I wanted. Like I wanted him to understand that, like, listen, we take down the mileage so that you know we're not driving your car. Why would we ask you for the mileage and then go and drive your car? Like Anthony said, let's kind of slap in the face. But like, I'm willing to show you the cameras. Like, let's do whatever. Like, I want to make sure he understands that we didn't drive his car. Mm -hmm. So I don't think like, but what else can we really do at this point, right? Yeah, I mean. So, but it shows that we did everything we possibly could to convince him that we didn't drive his car. Like, makes sense. And like, when I told the story to the guys in the back, like they're kind of laughing because there's, you know, an Aventador sitting there, a GT3 RS. Yeah. There's there's all kinds of other cars in the shop that like, why would we take out a C43? Like, unless Daniel came in at night because he had a date or something. Yeah, that's I'm starting to wonder. Nah, he he cleaned up the dog puke so. Yeah, I think he's he's a better employee than that. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. I think he proved himself right there. See, he did. Yeah, yeah, there you go. He proved but himself. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is like you do your most, like as much as you can to really prove to the customer that you know you're 
willing to work with them um, to resolve whatever problem and like trust issue they may have or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, another problem we could talk about was, I mean, we have a couple from last summer, like we could talk about the Jeep situation where I outsourced a PPF job. And if you guys know Jeep, uh, what is it, Wrangler? Yeah. What's the Wrangler? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wrangler. That's a hard front end to, to PPF. It's just like the hood has all kinds of hinges and shit and it bends in multiple different directions. This is a brand new model. Um, anyways, that the, I we're busy that week, so I ended up subbing out a bunch of work to another installer. So I provided them film. He came here and did the install, but he likes the bulk install. He doesn't like to pre-cut anything. Just whatever. Like It depends on the installer and personal preference. If you like the bulk install or versus pre-cut kits. This guy likes the bulk. Anyways, there's a few stretch lines uh, on one of the sides and like around like the, uh, it was like these little bump stops on the hood um, that I wasn't too fond of. And I noticed that after we did the install, I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm going to point it out to the customer and see what he says. And customer looked at it. He's like, yeah, I'm not really that happy with that. I'm like, okay, no problem. We'll redo it. So he ended up bringing, did he leave it or did he bring, come? He left it. He, he left like- it few days yeah yeah so he left it for a couple extra days we called that installer back he came back well he sorry he took it and then he brought it back for its first wash and then oh yeah that's when he left it it yeah a week or two later yeah so i organized with the installer that did it i'm like hey listen this car's coming back he doesn't like the hood he wants it redone yeah no problem jeff i stand behind my work okay cool we had organized with the customer dropped the car off the installer comes walks in the shop looks at it this is not bad enough for a redo gets in his car and leaves so it's yeah. like, fuck, <clears throat> now this customer thinks we're redoing it. My guy is slammed, so we don't have time to redo it. So basically, we ended up leaving and telling the customer, like, we couldn't redo it right now. Anyways, the guy was pissed off, and I ended up having to refund him the full amount, which sucked ass because, here, let me do some quick math for you. These are Canadian dollars, by the way. I charge $2,100 to do a full front end. My material cost is 600 bucks, right? So I had my material cost of 600. That installer charged me 900. So right there is 1500 bucks, right? That I paid to have this job done. Then I had to refund the customer $2,100. So add 2100 to that. Now I'm at, what's that? 30, 21 plus 15 is 36. And there was something else that... Uh, what was it? Cost per acquisition. Like oh no no sorry. We, we charge them a little more than twenty one because there was those extra pieces in the door uh, the door jams. It worked out to be like t- uh, thirty nine hundred dollars that I was out to PPF this guy's front end, and we never took it off mm-hmm. because at that point it's like, what am I going to do? Am I going to tell the customer like because I'm refunding you all your money and now I'm out almost four grand? Let bring your car back. Yeah, off. let me rip the film off. Like, out of spite. Now I'm going to. Like, waste even more time like forget no. it like yeah enjoy your free ppf it cost me four grand to get that car in here and i think did we do a gold package or silver? i don't remember but yeah, you coded everything too but the problem was that is the expectation the customer had and then we didn't deliver on it yeah so i think i resolved the situation by saying like, like you know what you're right we didn't fix it the way that you wanted it let me refund you your money but at the end of the day, how many times can you really do that? You can't do that to every customer. Like, you got to be careful. Yeah, especially once you start doing that, I feel like word might get around. And, hey, this guy gives out refunds if you just complain. Yeah. So, so you got to like, kind of be careful with that too. Yeah, so how do you deal with 
that. It's per situation. So it's like that situation there. It got to a refund because he was pissed off because he wasted all this time, money. Because even when we first booked it, the guy that was supposed to come, I had to push it back a week because he couldn't even come. Mm. And then he had to, and then he came the next week, and then he left it, and then he came back, and it was still the same. And his expectation was we were going to redo it and whatever. So that guy just kind of fucked us. So it was in house, and John Luca redid it. There wouldn't have been a refund. He would have been happy. Whatever. He would have moved on. Yeah. Because I got to that point, he was like, like, I don't want to come back again now. You're wasting all my time. Mm. Like, just fucking give me a refund. Like, how'd that go over? Like, how did, how did it kind of end off? Like, was he, no, you got his refund refund and he just skedaddled? Like, well, obviously he's disappointed with the outcome, but got a refund. If he wanted to go get it done, redone somewhere else, he would have to pay to get it removed and whatever. Go from there. Chances yeah. are he probably left it on there I mean, and that's it. Free PPF. Like, what are you going to do wasn't much really wrong with, with it. So, it was just a shit install. It was the installer. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to back up his work. So, yeah, I think. So, if you're going to have expectations, but you're subbing out the work and they can't match your expectations, well, you're going to have problems. Like, mm. I think a lot of things that people who are listening right now can kind of take and apply immediately is the walk around sheet like you take the car in, you walk around with the customer they point out anything that you want to fix and you tell them whether or not you think you can fix it uh the mileage deal to prove that you're not booting around in their car and you know picking up dirties and bringing them in their car and then as well like the guarantee it it like builds trust so even if you do kind of make a fuck up somehow it's like, oh, you, you know, we'll we'll take care of it. We'll fix it. And they're, they're more appreciative of that rather than their expectations being here. You come in here, but then you leave them hanging with that. So that's the thing. Like with that guy there, it was basically, I don't want this guy going around town talking shit about us. Like, is he going to recommend us? Probably not because he had a bad experience. But I hope that he saw that we did as much as possible to try to resolve it by giving his fucking money back and him realizing like there's a lot of costs involved to get this job done. It's not like it's $2,100 of pure profit. So um, maybe like if, if some, if our name does come up, I'm hoping like, we don't know, we don't talk to the guy anymore, but I'm hoping that he's not out there and saying, Oh, these guys did a shit job on my car. I never go there again. Like mm-hmm. hopefully he's saying, yeah, they fucked up, but they did this to fix it. Yeah. You know what I mean, I mean, I mean, it shows the type of people that we are. Ideally, right? You're of course gonna have those people who don't even care. Yeah. Like, but that happens, you know. So how do you deal with it? You can't, because you can't control what they're gonna go out and do once they leave the door. You can't control when they what they do, regardless when they're here. So it's just managing customer expectations. It's pretty easy. Like I mean, I heard from another. Sorry, go ahead. Like if we're saying we'll fix whatever fuck ups, and then a customer sees a fuck up and then we say, oh no, we can't fix that. Well, what do you think is going to happen? They're going to be happy? No, of course not. No. So, Or you do like what another installer says. I mean, that's the best I could do. Yeah, we did the best we can. <laughs> it's like, how do you argue with that? Because the yeah. guy can't do any better. But even then, that do doesn't leave them No, any, uh, obviously any I'm better. not saying They're going to say, oh, if that's the best you can do, well then I'm not recommending people to come to you. So, mm. yeah, it's, yeah, it's tough, man. Like, Service is tough with that. Like there isn't, you have, there isn't a formula on how to do this. It's it's per person basis. You're gonna have people that 
like uh, this, that other experience with that G-Wagon, whatever. It was pretty clearly stated to him, any issues, whatever, because I always say in two weeks when everything's fully cured and settled, whatever, bring it back. We give you a free first wash, free wash for your vehicle because it's going to get dirty in two weeks, and we check over all our work. And at that point, if there's anything you notice between that time, let us know, and we can deal with it and fix it and whatever. Mm. A week later, calls, piss, uh, I went to all these other shops, ripped apart our work, I'm not happy, I want to talk to the owner, uh, I want my money back. Not even, not even getting us a chance to go over our own work. Mm-hmm. Which is anything. clearly laid out when you of speak course. to them in the it's, first place. It's one of the ways we build trust with people, yeah. right? So in that situation, what do you do? Because the guy's clearly being unreasonable, mm-hmm. but you, the customer's always going to have an upper hand on you. So you just got to kind of be careful and take it case by case. Like with that guy there, okay, you don't want us to do anything. Okay, we'll work with you to get another installer that you trust to, to, work, to do it mm-hmm. and work with them. Not just tell them, okay, screw you, and I don't want to talk to you anymore. Mm-hmm. That's, that, how they, that's how they drag your name through the mud and fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah, because so. at least if you kind of work with them and you can somewhat control the dialogue at that point too. Yeah, but then but like, they also see, like, to Jeff's point, is that you're willing to work with them. Like, that's the whole point is yeah. showing that because if you're not putting the effort to do that, well, then that's how the situation becomes worse. Like, yeah, if you turn around and you block them on Instagram and you block their phone number, like... Like, for example, we have an installer. Uh, kudos to him for sending us all his customers because that's what he does. He doesn't yeah. want to deal with the problem himself. He mm. says, go to these guys and they'll... Not my the problem. problem. Yeah, he says, not my problem. Mm. So then they come here and we fix his problems. Which doesn't and then the take customers a love lot. Us out. No. For, not for anything, but it doesn't take much time. No. And then the customer likes us and what is he has nothing good to say about him. Why? Mm. Oh, you guys uh, exactly that. take care of your customers and uh, this guy doesn't. That's it. Mm. And they weren't easy. even our customer to begin with. Yeah, he and sent us. Now we just gained their future business. Yeah. Because like, do what? To, to, like, all these fixes are literally... Half an hour, 45 minutes. There's little tiny it. fixes, yeah. but when you, when you show your customer that you can't be bothered to, to deal with these little things, you're not building any rapport with them and you're not helping any kind of situation and you're not helping your brand name because they're not going to talk good about you either. There's, you're basically saying, screw you, figure it out on your own, your problem. You already paid for it. Not I my forgot problem. to uh, send that installer a Christmas card. Next Christmas. Same send them a Valentine's Day card. Send them a birthday <laughs> thank card. Thank you for sending me all your customers. Put some lipstick on and, <laughs> and kiss, the th- kiss the card. Send them a little gift, a little edible arrangement. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that, that kind of stuff is easily avoidable. You're going to take a bath on some on some of these, like, customer issues, I feel. But that's, what is it, 5%, yeah. 2%, you know, like... I think the and hardest thing to manage is dealing with you want to book in jobs, but you can kind of see a customer from the beginning of talking to them that they can be a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like you're better off, like, imagine I turned away the G-Wagon guy. Like, it's like, that would have just saved you money versus, you know what I mean? But it's like, I guess you can't really see it coming, but you can kind of get an idea of how the customer is going to be like just by dealing with them mm-hmm. in your first couple of times talking to them. Yeah. I mean, every business and like, okay, well, do we have time to go through the whole story in the G-Wagon? Might as well, fuck it. So basically, the, this truck that we booked in, the customer was talking to Anthony, going back and forth with emails about pricing, whatever, services, and then ended up finding out through uh, a used car dealership that we do work for that they send their cars here and they could get wholesale rate. So the dealership called, 
had Anthony on speakerphone in front of the customer that he was already gave pricing to retail pricing. So the customer heard the, the wholesale pricing and was like, okay, then came to Anthony back directly and said, I want this rate. Okay, whatever. Sure, you're being fucking slimy, but okay, fine. Whatever, we'll do it for you. Just to kind of make this guy happy. And then in the very last email, he wanted to confirm pricing. And I don't know how, I can't remember how the email went, but it's something like, I just want to confirm the pricing for the full front end paint protection film, expel, and then listed the cost for the hood, the fenders, the front bumper, uh, whatever it was. Anthony looked at all the pricing. Yeah, everything looks good. But in that very last email, he asked for expel, which is a different brand of PPF. Like we do Shram Pro's brand. We're a Shram Pro shop. All we do is Shram Pro. Like it's branded everywhere in the building. Nowhere does it say we do expel because we don't do expel. Like when he was standing in front of me talking to me, there's literally a box of kabacha right by me. Like a, yeah. And like I, I Can you 100% see your, your spoke, yeah, right, spoke to right him right about kabacha, but anyway. And Anthony sits over there, and then the customer stands over here and is looking at him right there. So because he wasn't happy with the job and he taught, took it to other shops and they ripped apart the work, because that's what installers do. They just rip apart each other's work saying, oh, you should have taken the lights off here to tuck it under more. Should have done... Okay, but now when you're getting wholesale rate, like, it's a little different. Everything, like, we're doing is, is pre-cut. So, and he wasn't happy with the pre-cut that it didn't cover certain things. It's like, okay, but that's the pre-cut. We're not bulking this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you're not paying for that. Anyways, his way to get the whole, like, full refund was, you gave me a product that I didn't ask for. I wanted Expel. In this email, it says I asked for Expel. You did not give me that. That's like me ordering Nikes on Amazon, but Reebok show up. And I tried to tell them, no, fucker. It's like you going to <laughs> Nike and getting pissed off that they didn't give you Reeboks. Like, where does it say? Like, it's, we're literally called Strand Vaughn. Like, that's the name of my shop. Like, you know what I mean? Nowhere does it say Expel. The only thing I can think of is because, like, the way it worked was I was speaking to him, whatever. And, I, you know, we saw, I saw the truck in person. I saw there's all these issues. It was a truck that he didn't even purchase yet. So I recommended whoever you're buying it from, see if they can help you out to deal with these issues, like repainting stuff. There was rust. Like, this wasn't a brand new vehicle. Like, there were some problems with it. 2015 G550, not even a fucking Whatever. 63. Like. Anyway. And uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I, I like, gave him kind of like an idea of pricing, whatever. Um, but when he brought the truck that one day and I saw the plate on it that it was tab, I, I knew that was... That's our, our, like, we do work for them. So I kind of refrained from, like, really saying anything and kind of just saying, you know, like, he was going to follow up with me. Like, they didn't even buy the truck yet. So, like, you know, let me know when you, if you actually buy it. Like, let me know if you fix all this stuff. Like, you know, the pricing is going to kind of depend on what you want. I can't promise perfect results on the way the, 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 way the truck is right now. If you get some stuff repainted, okay, maybe we, you know, we're working with something a little bit better. But anyway, and then a few days later, whatever, I get a call from the guy at Tab and, Oh, what's my pricing on this G wagon? Give him all his pricing on what what, what he wanted done, because like, we never really confirmed on what he wanted done anyway. So it didn't really click to me that this was the same vehicle. Mm. Anyway, so he, he so the job went through that dealer. Just the dealer didn't make anything on it. Mm -hmm. So like they pay technically for whatever what's their cost. They just didn't make a markup on it. Mm. So it technically went through them. It was a dealer job, and then he just paid like on on the side cash for extra shit, mm -hmm. whatever, right? Like tiny stuff that he wanted to add on. Okay. And then, again, the expectations, like I saw that this guy was a pain in the ass already. I mentioned it probably a few times. Like this guy's been talking to me for a month. He's pretty uh, pain in the ass. Like didn't even buy the truck yet and he's worried about all these different things. Like, okay, man, relax. Like anyway, within a week, 
like not even didn't even give us a chance for the like the truck didn't come back. We never we never saw it back at our shop until like later on when when you wanted to like fully confirm everything that needed to be redone or whatever. But we never saw it once it left. And he was here for an hour, at least an hour, forty minutes to an hour, looking everything over with me, spending all oh, this da 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 da. And I told him multiple times, like man, don't worry. Because John Luca wasn't even here. So if there was anything that he could fix, there were, he wasn't even here to do it. Mm-hmm. I told him, in two weeks, when everything's fully cured and settled, I don't want to touch anything right now. Plus, the paint was still fresh, too. Like, hello. Anyway, <laughs> explained all this to him. Like, fuck, man. But anyways, no, I want to refund. Yeah, I like, want to refund. In those extreme okay. situations where, like, expect uh, expectations are still here, but you've but set them. You've clearly set, set them, them here. How do you deal? Like, how do you even respond? You're to gonna that? have like, guys like that. That's, like that's 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 unfortunately you're gonna have people like that, and you can't really do anything. Like, you're gonna have guys that are just unreasonable. It doesn't matter what you do for them; it's never gonna be good enough. So that guy there, like but, I, but that guy took it to another level. Like, yeah, yeah never mind. Go to the next level right now. Like, never, never mind. Extreme. Never mind. Whatever he paid. First of all, you didn't pay anything. But anyway, never mind. Whatever he paid to have work done. You wanted like fucking five times more on top because of damages or whatever. Yeah. Damages. So basically. Kid damage. When he, when <laughs> my kid damage. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, when he came back oh and like demanded to talk to me, like yeah, sorry, you didn't want to deal with me anymore. And that, like, yeah. Well, you're Anthony from Ceramic Pro, and he's Jeff from Ceramic. Yeah, I'm Pro. not the owner, so he demanded so, already right away. He needs to next speak time to, to tell me you're the owner, and sorry, it's the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but look, he, he's the guy on Instagram, <laughs> so it could be you, but you don't make any videos of me. That's not true. That's not why. It's why. He's a he's the face. He's become the he face of the brand. He wanted someone who can make the, de- the decision to pay out his money or whatever. And I'm like, ah, man, yes. like first of all, this isn't even this this isn't even refund worthy. But I'm not making that decision. So that's when I went to Jeff and escalated from there. Yeah, and basically when he pulled out the whole, I wanted expel, and I'm like, well, we don't do expel. And then he pulls out this piece of paper. Uh, well, I was printed. standing there with a coffee cup in my hand and I crushed it because I was like, this guy. <laughs> I remember I crushed my coffee cup. I'm like, this fucking guy. Are you kidding me? Was there scorching coffee in no, it no, still? No, it was empty. Uh, I was. I did it as like a, you know, I'm tough. I'll fight you. Oh, I, just, I just destroyed this paper cup <laughs> that they give you the dentist to switch fluoride. But he kept saying that, like, the lady that owns a truck is a lawyer. He's a consultant of some sort. Whatever. I don't give a fuck what the hell you are. But, like, when you start pulling shit like that, it's like, oh, my God. This guy's just going to be a real pain in my fucking ass. And then when he pulled out the piece of paper saying, I wanted to expel, and you guys didn't give me that. And it's like. But I think he maybe got that from Tab because, like, even though, like, when you try to clarify, like, you know, what we do or whatever, they just sell PPF as that. It's 3M. Uh, It's expel. It's 3M. Yeah, we're putting 3M. The 3M stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm. They just do whatever it is to sell. But I want whatever. this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Yep. So it's like, okay. But yeah. like when you actually come here in person, like I can I can understand if because it's not directly communicating with us and he's doing it through the dealer and then finds out later that the dealer didn't put on what they said, then okay. But you came here, you talked to me, and you saw everything that we do. There's no, but, you know, there's an email, whatever. There mm. it is. It's me saying, yes, looks good. Okay, you got me. Technically, got by me. the legal terms of the law, you got me. <laughs> you got me. So, but basically, after that, I was like, okay, you know what? This guy's just, uh, he's too much. No problem, bud. I'm not going to refund you because I learned from the Jeep that I refunded the guy because he said, oh, I want to bring it somewhere else and have it redone. I guarantee you that guy's driving around with free PPF. Didn't, like, just pocketed the money. So, I'm like, you know what? 
I'm not going to refund you, but I'll pay the other shop to redo it. That's that's what we agreed on. Mm-hmm. Okay, no problem. He did his research. He went to 10 different shops and found the shop that he wanted to do it. Okay, no problem. I actually know the owner there. Cool. We, I had struck a deal with him. I'm like, hey, to remove it, plus redo it and expel. Um, what are you going to charge me? Whatever. Agreed to, to price. Okay, cool. Go ahead and do it. You got to remember, this truck was repainted just before we put the PPF on. Mm-hmm. So when that guy pulled the PPF off, he was trying to be as careful as, as possible, but he peeled the paint on the bumper and the lower paint. part of the hood, of the roof. So we did a little roof strip. Now it's my fault. So I got to pay to have all this stuff fixed, apparently, because we put this stuff on his car that caused the paint to peel. Okay, sure. So he has a body shop. Never mind that, you know, he probably got trying to get a deal on whatever paint work needed to be done. Yeah, it was a shoddy paint job, but whatever. But I think the funniest part, like, this is a little bit maybe off topic, but the original shop that ripped apart the work, when the guy wanted, he wanted a portfolio essentially to prove that, okay, I learned my lesson with these guys. They don't know what they're doing. I got to see this guy. I want to see an example of a G-Wagon that you did that you can promise me the work Mm -hmm. that you're going to do. Yeah. Hasn't never done a G-Wagon before. Yet. So he ripped apart our work on a truck that he's never worked on before. He loves so he to can't see even it. promise any result on it. Are you kidding me? Why are you why do shops do that? Like I'm better, I'm better, I'm better. And then you don't even have an example of a vehicle that you can show them that you've done in the past to like you've never done a G Wagon for, but yet you're here saying, Oh, I could have done this better, this better, this better. Come on, man. Like, Come on. So the, obviously the guy then says to us, no, I don't want to bring it there because he's never done even done a vehicle before. Well, but you trust what he says, though. You trust everything that he said about how everything can be done better. But now he hasn't done it before. So now you don't want to get it done there. So it went to another shop. But it's like this whole started, this whole thing started because, man, like, remember, he looked over the truck for an hour here. Yeah, I was so sitting he, right there. he took you. someone else's advice that they probably had no no means of being able to say anything because they technically haven't even done anything on a truck like that before. And for the record, it's actually one of the hardest ones to do. It is. Hold on a second. There's a lesson here. So going back to Anthony saying, like, why do shops, like, rip on or just rip apart other, other shops' work? It just seems like because they want to say they're better, they're better, they're better. That's one thing that I am a huge believer is extremely wrong to do is to throw somebody under the bus. Um, except for if you're a fucking idiot, like the, the other shop that sends all their cars to us to fix. Well, yeah, that's that's an exception. That, but, that's, that's but that's funny, too, because it's I'm, like when he was sending cars here, I wasn't even ripping it apart. I was saying, oh, he, you know, because at the same you know, time, you got to take a grain of salt it, and you don't know the situation. Yeah, so yeah, I tell yeah, the guy, like, yeah. I don't know how long you've had your car driving around. Like, what yeah. if you scratched it yourself? Like, mm. there's swirls so, here, but it's like, I don't know if you did it or he did it. So, yeah. But meanwhile, other shops are right. Oh, yeah, there's swirl marks. Yeah, they didn't do it properly. They didn't polish your car. Yeah, so it's like, like yeah. you don't know the scenario. Yeah. So like, how can you say that? Yeah, I mean, the guy could have left the shop and then uh, rubbed it with a brick. Like you don't. Eh. Oh yeah, but the installer uh, did a bad job. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm trying to get to is like by us not ripping apart other people's work, and I've always been an open book. Hello, we're doing a fucking podcast on how yeah, to literally like, telling you exactly how we run our, our fucking deepest business here. Secrets. But what I'm trying to say is, I. I, I strongly believe it gained me respect in the industry where now the shop that's actually doing the truck is a guy that I could go there. I could shoot the shit with him. Like we're not enemies by any means. Like we've helped each other out now. Like he was able to help me. Like I needed help in this situation. 
Luckily, this customer found this guy and said, you know what, I trust this guy doing my truck. Jeff, uh, you got to pay him to do it. It's like, okay, cool. I actually know that guy and he's a really good guy, yeah. right? I completely lost respect for the guy that threw it under the bus that I thought, you know, had my back, but yeah. clearly not. So, yeah, it's, but it's he like kind of like, he looks dumb too in the situation because now the customer, like, he didn't even get the job from it anyway. But it's like, you kind of look dumb now because it's like, yeah, you ripped apart now. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can't even do it. That's a whole other thing. But, but yeah. what do you do with customers but anyway, like that? The, but if you see this whole time, we've been trying to work with this guy because yeah. we're trying to like That's the point we're diffuse the situation. Like, if you kind of just leave it like this other guy and just say, oh, no, it's not my problem, go somewhere else. Well, it, you're not helping yourself so mm. i don't know like there's no that was such an easy way out though because like your name is not directly attached to the work on what as like a subcontractor well not yeah. not really but he's he came here in person and dealt well, with yeah. me in person with, so I mean, between us yeah but to the customer that's pinned on us it's not his fucking problem yeah you know like yeah so I, and yeah and that's that's a lesson that i learned in all that too is Fuck something and shit out, especially to like that oh, was talking about the Jeep. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was that's, like that's managing the expectation. Like if you have a subcontractor that can't do the same expectation as you're promising the customer, then you're gonna have problems. Like I said, yeah, which is what happened there. Mm -hmm. And what pissed me off with that is with that installer that came here and like a car got dropped off by a dealership with a trailer and the trailer when he came around the corner completely sideswiped that guy's car oh yeah i forgot <laughs> about that holy shit and like i went Karma. back gave him the like the camera footage whatever like i helped you out here like i could have told you oh fuck man sorry and shit happens yeah i didn't see anything sorry dude like camera wasn't working yeah, today whatever anyways you try to do like the right thing and it, it, what I was trying to get to earlier is like I believe it does pay off because like now the G wagon is going to somebody that I know that is gonna kind of like help me out price wise, but now with that hole that the paint's peeled because it's my fault, this customer had, you know took it to a body shop, got a quote, and I don't know what he's trying to pull here now because I got a letter the other day that I'm being sued for seventeen thousand dollars worth of damage for paint that peeled on a bumper and a little bit on the roof, so. And he got, went to three different body shops and every single body shop was exact same quote. Like you could tell they just copied the first guys. So, you know, I sent that off to my lawyer. He's like, don't worry, Jeff, we'll take care of this. You know, get a quote from somebody else for the actual damage that was done. Because like, he's claiming that the full front end needs to be repainted. The hood needs to be repainted. The fence is like, what the fuck happened? Like, what was wrong with those? Like nothing happened to those. Mm -hmm. And he needs a new windshield. Like what? We broke the windshield now too, apparently. Like yeah. the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Like what are you yeah. trying to pull here? So anyways, like I sent it to like an actual... Mercedes certified body shop and she looked at it and it was like 2,500 bucks worth of damage. So, okay. Now that because he's suing me for it and this is going to go to court or whatever, I'm still doing my utmost to, you know, find your proper, I'm trying to fix the problem here, but now you're just trying to take complete advantage of me. Like this is mm. ridiculous. Cause you see that I'm trying to help you out, like trying to diffuse the situation as far as it's gone. And I, I feel like some people are going to see, okay, how, how far how, can I Yeah, really how much can this? I get out of yeah, this, right? You know, so you know sometimes I mean? you have to put your foot down. But at the end of the day, like we were talking about earlier with Gianluca, like one thing he said that, it, I mean, I kind of learned this over the years, but he was like, Jeff, you don't, you never really get mad when something gets fucked up. It's, you see that there's a problem and your, ne your next thought is, how do I get out of this? How do I fix this? Right? Versus perspective stomping your feet, yelling, screaming, whipping shit across the room, like making it ruin your whole week. Yeah. And you then know? you look back and that problem's still there waving at you. Like I'm still here. You didn't fix me. It's like, mm. so 
I don't know, anything in life, like, in my opinion, that goes wrong, it's why I get all grumpy and pissed off and throw off your whole day, like, I don't know. Especially when you can't control it, like, what? just focus on something yeah, that you like can't control. Yeah, like, you have guys like that that are just going to completely take advantage of you, and it's, okay, let me, you know what, most of the time, when they see that you're trying to work with them, it kind of calms them down. That guy's on the next level. He's just yeah, trying to, most like, of the time. Yeah. Yeah, That this is, like, Royal the crusade. most extreme case, which is pretty cool, because, like, I wonder how many people have similar situations like this, and if they haven't oh, gone through something like this, it's if they're if you're listening, yeah, uh, yeah, where you're prepared for it now at least, you know. Yeah, and like the the lady that that owns the Mercedes body shop that I called, that she's like, you know what, like I don't know what this guy's trying to scam you for, but like there's we always get there's always one a year, there's always one a year. So it was us this year. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> they're coming for you. Lock your doors. But again, going back to like, how do you diffuse this? It's it's do whatever you can to try to help the personnel, right? Well, I mean, first you should start off by figure out why they're not happy with, and then assess, can you fix that for them at no charge? Because I don't mm -hmm. always make them happy. And then if that doesn't make them happy, well then, I mean, at that point, it's like you got to try and figure out what makes sense. Like mm -hmm. sometimes you got to give a full refund, maybe a partial refund on like the shit that they're not happy with. Maybe you can't promise what they're expecting, so you have to refund them on that. And But like that's... It, I mean, it's pretty much the only way. Like, the guys who are going to be like, no, sorry, nothing I can do, well, it's not going to help you because they can go and rip apart, rip you apart on a Google review, tell everyone Better your shit. Bureau. They're going to knock out your... limited different yeah, things. They're, like they're we, gonna, we talked about this in a different episode where, it's like, one bad review, what did you say? One... can one, take out the next 10 customers. Yeah, which is very true. So it's like, is it... The way I looked at, for example, that Jeep that I refunded, it ended up costing me $4,000 to work on this guy's car. But in the long run, what could it have cost you if Imagine you did Imagine if he took out the next 10. Uh -huh. And average customer, what would we work it out the other day? Average customer spending two grand or 1500 bucks, something like that. I don't, I don't recall. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, we did this math was, in the summertime, but it, yeah. we're looking at like the average, what the average customer spends. So think of it. If it's $1,500, 10 cars, that's 15 grand. Yeah. So do you spend four grand and take it on the chin? Or do you tell this guy to go fuck himself and he takes out 50, like, you know what I mean? Do the math. Yeah. And it, so it's not, it, that 15 grand, 10 cars is like, in my opinion, it's actually probably more. Yeah, when, because you don't know who, who he was going to refer. If they're going to refer people, like your business is based on referrals. So it's like, you're always, you always got to try and work with people. Yeah. But. And like, like you said, when you read Google reviews, you're looking for the bad ones. Yeah. You're you're out to don't read on the, the hunt ones. for bad ones. If you only see good runs, you'll read a few of them. You know, see what the experience was like. But you're really looking for the bad ones to see how bad was it, and do the good ones outweigh the bad ones. So, so speaking of that, right now is with Google reviews. That's why it's so important to respond right away to negative Google reviews. Like you could get apps that like block people from leaving a bad review. Um, but in my opinion, it's like. No, leave bad the bad reviews are good still. Yeah, like that's not for anything. But when I'm shopping around, that's what I'm reading. So mm -hmm. I want bad reviews on my Google listing so that they could see how we responded to it. Yeah, and right? that we're human, and you know, we may we could have made a mistake for one reason or the next, but like don't we responded it. it trying but to let's talk about the situation. Like, like an example of someone who originally had concerns, whatever, and then now they're still like a customer. Like there was like a couple of guys, like that Porsche Macan guy was one. Which one? The one where his office is like right down the street from the old oh, shop. Oh, uh, Sam. Yeah. 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 Like he didn't. He didn't like it. Like he, his track. I don't know. It was a weird situation, but it didn't come out perfect or whatever. 
we could have just said, oh, sorry, too bad. Instead, we redid the whole truck for him, and now, like, he's Oh, and then we added a partial for him. We threw in a partial. Yeah, we did something a little extra, I guess. Yeah, originally, he came in for just for coating. That was a really weird situation, because, like, we polished the car and coated it, and then outside in the... Like, it looked like glass. Outside in the sun, when you clay bar, with an aggressive clay bar, like, mars the surface, it almost looked like all that came back somehow in the heat. Don't ask me. I asked Hamza, who's a mechanical engineer and understands his shit. But like, well, it had something to do with like the pores of the paint or something. I don't know the what the fuck happened because like, I remember looking at the car and it was literally fucking perfect. Put it on the sun and completely fucked it up. Like I don't know. Anyways, so no problem. We repolished the whole car, redid that, and then he mentioned he's like, oh, you know, I did a, I think he did a gold package. I don't remember now, but he's like, oh, you know, I wish I would have done a little piece of film on the front. I'm like, you know what? Because of this fuck up, no problem. We'll throw that. I'm not gonna charge you for it. And he was super happy, and he still comes and sends people like. You know what I mean? But, like, what did that really... Okay, I was on my time. A little sure. bit of material, sure, to redo a goal package. And then the, the material and the partial. So, it's like... So, isn't it essentially just owning up to your mistakes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then some, you'll you'll get good customers that appreciate it. And then you're going to get ones that are just paying the ass. And you got to kind of work with them. But, at least, like, that one there, I was still in the black. Like it's, it's not like it cost me more than what I profited. Right. And then it's also, like, you look at that other guy who's turning customers away. And it's easy fixes. And it's, like... Yeah. Uh, you can acknowledge that it's an easy fix, but if you're actually not going to do anything about it, then What's you're the not point? you're not like you're not diffusing these situations or just. Mm. I think another problem is that it's a shot to these guys' ego, and they think that they're, they're God's gift to Earth. And mm. when somebody has a problem, it's oh no, it's not it wasn't me. me. No, no, there's no way. I'm perfect. There's no way it could be me. Yeah, I like, never make mistakes. So, and I see it all the time too. Guys like tell customers to go fuck themselves, and it's like, man, like I don't know. Yeah, it's how does like that? How you, do you how do you, you run think that's a fix business? Th- yeah, you know, it's like, like how does that look? What if Amazon? You bought something on Amazon and whatever problem you had, and then the support person just said replied to you. How about you go fuck yourself? <laughs> like you think Amazon would be anywhere close to where it is today? Why do you think it's so easy to return shit on Amazon? Because, because they, they have know immaculate that, customer service, yeah. which drives business. Customer service is the backbone of any business. Yeah, it costs you money though. Of course, when it you're costs at that you money. level. Like, it, Amazon's pretty yeah. smart because they, I sell shit on Amazon and when somebody returns it, sometimes, I don't know if you ever noticed that you don't have to return the product. Well, it still gets completely like, taken out of my account. So the customer gets a full refund and I don't get the product back. Yeah. So Amazon's kind of... They kind of suss yeah, they, out they, the, the they fuck Yeah, over but the, there's the also one of those things where it's Amazon. like if you, if you look at what your sales are on Amazon, it's almost like, ah, whatever. It is what yeah. it is and, ho- and it doesn't happen with You have customer. access to... S- the biggest sales channel on the face of the internet. So yeah. it's kind of like a you know, ticket to entry, if, if you will. But yeah, It's unavoidable. Yeah, it, it is. But like, I think the lesson here is, uh, there's a lot of lessons here for people to take home. Well, but hold on. Actually, I have a good example before we, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. outside of, uh, I guess, our shop, whatever. Like I bought something on the internet and it came super late and it What'd came you damaged. Buy? It was carts. Oh, so it yeah. came late like three mm-hmm. months later than when i thought it was going to come and then when it came it was like everything was damaged like it was worthless mm-hmm. and luckily i bought it off of a site where it's like it's a it, it's these resellers but it's all under like this site and then, like if you have issue with the reseller it goes to them mm-hmm. and then they kind of deal with it kind of thing so you're kind of like there's a little bit you're more protected, protected that way yeah it's not like going on kijiji and it's like oh it is what it is kind of yeah. thing mm-hmm. but um so i reach out to the guy assuming this is pretty cut and dry, like either you send me the fucking cards again or give me my money back kind of thing because it's like 
you know, I could see he put an effort to protect them, but like in terms of a customer service standpoint, to me, I would only have been satisfied with some kind of some kind of resolution. Like you got to do something. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. this is pretty. What were you supposed to say to me? Oh, sorry, it is what it is. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, got my cards. They're all damaged. Pretty disappointed. Um, you know, I would love to send you some pictures. You know, what can we kind of do about this? Like, you know, I've bought, I've purchased a lot of stuff on this website. This is the first time I've ever had any issues like this. Like, what can we do here? Okay, yeah, here, send me, you know, an email with, like, all the pictures. Um, we'll see what we can do. Send them pictures of the damage cards. Don't hear anything. You know, a couple of days later, still don't hear anything. I message him on the, that platform. I say, hey, sent you the email with the damage cards. Just want to know if you got it. Didn't say anything. Mm. So he's fucking just ignoring it. Yeah. No problem. So I go to the website, uh, contact them, whatever. I have a concern with this order. Yep. Here's everything I did. Cards came damaged. Uh, try to reach out to them to resolve the issue. Looks like they don't really want to resolve the issue on their on their uh, on their uh, side of it. You know what can you do to help me? Like, so they get back to me. They're like, let's we're gonna reach out to them. Let's wait a couple of days. If we don't hear anything back, then we'll we'll go from there. So didn't hear anything back. So these guys right away. Okay, here's a full refund. Done. And then and then never heard anything from that. So do you think I'm gonna if I go and buy stuff on that platform again, I'm never buying it from that store again. Because mm-hmm. I know they're not gonna take care of me if something happens. So like I don't know, it just shows you like how if you have a negative experience with customer service, well the guy didn't even want to work with me. Like give me a fuck like give me like some kind of like even like you could have did like the absolute minimum, like here's a credit to mm-hmm. buy more shit from my store. Yeah. You know, like something like that. It would have made me be like, okay, what the hell? But still, at least he's doing something. Didn't even do anything. So now, never buying from you again. Done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you see how like like, and that's with anything. Like any it's, place you go to, if you have a negative customer experience, go to a restaurant. It's negative. You're not going there again. No. No. Neither is everyone. So keep that in mind. Know. Like if you don't work with the customer, they're instantaneously gonna think negative about you, and they're never gonna forget the negative because people yeah. don't remember the good stuff. They sure as hell are never gonna forget the bad stuff. That's right. Yeah, my <laughs> dad always said says this before. Bad news travels a lot faster than good news. Yeah. We said before, count on, you know, you can, you can count on one hand how many good experiences that you remember, but you know every single bad one that happened. Exactly. So a lot of good takeaways from this one. I think it's so important to actually hear them out, like the from a customer service standpoint, hear them out, see what's actually wrong, and try and work with them to ultimately come to a solution that, works out yeah show them them that you're human you you're not splitting the difference never split the difference (laughs) but but it's so important to to let them leave with satisfaction because like you said they're never going to come back you're going to lose 10 plus jobs down the road and bad news travels a lot faster than good news yeah so with that being said cue the music we are shop talk Thanks for having me for listening. Single. Whoa, look at the camera. It's really crooked. Holy shit. (laughs) It's a little heavy. Shop Talk, every single Wednesday, 5.30 p.m. Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, everything such as that. Shout out to Adam, Ari, Darville, and Rodney. Rodney. We know you're in there. Thanks for joining us live. We'll see you next week.